0: Hello and welcome to Empowering Your Destiny with Dr. Carol Ann Abbott. This week we have part two of last week's topic, Spiritual Triangulation. Hope you enjoy. Hello, so good to be with all of you today. Well, I have a message for you today. It's going to be part two of our spiritual triangulation message, but very different than last week's message. When I was seeking the Lord, He gave me such a download that it was enough for two separate messages with two different aspects. So, just a little recap on our message last week... It was about spiritual visual triangulation. Seeing without having a spiritual eye open as well as our natural eye to be able to see what God is showing us. So triangulating, not just having two natural eyes open, but a spiritual eye and a natural eye. And that by keeping in the word, that will help us to keep our eyes sharp to what God is showing us the way he sees things going on in the earth. So if you're that was a good message, you could go back and catch up on that one. It was last week's message on spiritual triangulation or visual triangulation part one. So here today we are going into part two and I'm going to share with you more of the interesting journey and more of the things that I found um different from last week yet Concerning this topic of triangulation or triangulating spiritually. Okay? So, um, part of my journey started, as many of my journeys do, with the dictionary. So, I was looking at the dictionary on this word that I was unfamiliar with about triangulating. And um, it refers to triangles... um, Triangulating is even used in surveying methods. Um, this word it's related to, it's like a triangle, triangulating, and it's regarding something having three points, okay? It's having maybe a base as a triangle or a triangular pyramid. Uh, one of the most interesting definitions was relating to or involving three entities, such as three persons, uh, three people. Three objects, three ideas, or three points, okay, just like a triangle, it has three points, so this whole relating to three entities when I started looking at this triangulating, of course it it drew me into re- as relating to the Trinity of God, and as I began to just to pray and to to ponder and study on the Trinity of God, um there's it, it's really a beautiful um picture of a family of the, the the family of God. So let me let me start here. Our God is, if you're a new believer, is three persons in one. God revealed himself to the Israelites in Deuteronomy 6 4 as as one. He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. One. So we call this relationship the Holy Trinity, consisting of three distinctive persons and personalities, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, coexisting in perfect unity with one another. So I want to talk more about the Holy Trinity for a moment. And then I have some other unique things the Lord showed me about spiritually triangulating. Okay, triangulating in the spirit realm. Um, I think you're going to find it interesting. So let's talk about the Trinity first. The Gospels reveal to us that God is not only one, but he is actually a family of persons. This eternal and dynamic unity of this triune dynamic triune family of the father the son and the holy spirit are one in will and purpose as well as love and righteousness they cooperate as one they bring the lost into the kingdom of the extended into the ex, uh, into the kingdom as an extended family of redeemed believers Isn't that beautiful? One of the characteristics that stands out about the persons of the triune family is their selflessness to one another. Think about this. Each one esteems one another. Each one defers one another. We see this in the Gospels. The Trinity is the original model of the Christian family. This is the perfect model of how we should be treating each other in our own families and those in the family of God, showing respect and selfless love to one another as we esteem and lift one another up, graciously deferring to one another. So we see these dynamics operating in the triune family as the father gives All authority to the Son and bears witness to Him. Yet the Son claims nothing for Himself. He gives all the glory to the Father who sent Him. Amen? Amen. All the while, the Holy Spirit is working in the background, not calling attention to Himself. Do you see how this works? Each person of the Trinity working together in love and being at one another's disposal. That's how the Trinity of God works. Think about this a little bit further. The Father serves the Son. The Son serves the Father. Father and Son defer to Holy Spirit, who in turn serves and defers to the Father and the Son in eternal oneness. Their mutual love for one another spills over, Into their creation, as it is seen in their love and their grace to reach out to save the lost, which at one point was you and me. If you're lost and you're not saved, then today we want you to be able to commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and just tell the Father that you believe His Son is the Son of God who came to die for you, for your sins, for your forgiveness to forgive your sins, and to have eternal life with him, living with the Trinity in heaven forevermore. So I want to share a few things that I've noticed how the Holy Trinity works in my everyday life. As Jesus taught, I pray to the Father, but I pray in Jesus' name. Right? We direct our our prayers to the Father in Jesus' name. Many times I've noticed, and see if you've noticed this, of how the Holy Spirit will put questions in in your spirit to ask the Father. Okay, I love it when he does that. And then I see these answers manifest, um, or there's a revelation that comes to me with understanding of whatever that question was that I've asked. Um, One morning I woke up with this question in my spirit, to ask the Holy Spirit to help me to cultivate more of an intimacy and a relationship with Jesus, who is our bridegroom, who is our Savior, our kinsman, Redeemer. And so I began to ask and seek the Holy Spirit to help me cultivate that relationship with Jesus even deeper. You see, the Holy Spirit is our empowerment. He will empower us to love and honor the Father and the Son. And we can ask Him questions. We can. The Lord loves when we seek, when we ask, when we say, help me. So when we have a holy desire, such as desiring to draw closer to Him, we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us. He is our constant companion. And He will lead us in the ways of righteousness, including in the honor and the worship of the Father and the Son. So I want to challenge you today to open your spiritual eyes and to begin to see the Holy Trinity and how the Holy Trinity is, let's say, triangulating the three of them in our lives. So triangulating or working, it's almost like the way they work is kind of triangulating the three of them in our lives together, but as one. So I want you to ponder that, okay? I know that's kind of a funny concept, but... I love that the Holy Spirit, that, that the Holy Trinity wants you to triangulate in our lives and on our behalf for our good. Amen? So, in case you're curious, the word Trinity does not appear in the Bible. However, the Trinitarian formula does. And I have two examples that I want to share with you from Scripture First is second corinthians thirteen fourteen and Paul says, "The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So, as Paul is closing out the second letter of the letter of second uh, Corinthians, he speaks a special blessing of the Trinity or the Triune God over them. He was speaking to the Corinthians that they may experience this threefold blessing of the Holy Trinity of God. So first, was the grace manifested by Christ? Second, the love expressed by God the Father. Third, the fellowship created by the Holy Spirit. This is a beautiful blessing that we should all desire. Again, it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. And this could be this is a thought of like a beautiful picture of how the Trinity triangulates with us through the grace manifested by Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship created by the Holy Spirit. Isn't that beautiful? That's something that we can meditate on and, and draw on in our lives. The second example of this Trinitarian principle is found in the area of prayer, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, And this says, Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything and then ask for it, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Okay, two on earth, one in heaven, triangulating three points. Okay, Jesus is teaching us to triangulate in our prayer. He says, if two on earth are in agreement with our Father in heaven, then our prayers can be answered. But when we pray, another scripture says, we pray to the Father in Jesus' name, so, when we pray with one another and we're in agreement with each other and also the perfect will of God. If you're trying to find what the perfect will of God is, that means it will usually line up with the scriptures. For example, if we're trying to pray for harm to come to somebody, this is not going to line up with God's word. So that was is a prayer that God would not be getting in agreement with. And hopefully... Somebody wouldn't get in agreement with you on that as well, do you understand? So we want to pray in agreement with the Father, but if we 're in agreement with two other with somebody else and with God, then those prayers can be released and manifest from heaven so we 're talking about three being in agreement, and this is the power of triangulating in prayer. Mm-hmm. So to believe two believers on the earth in agreement with God. So isn't this simple? I mean, this isn't really very difficult as long as you can do simple math and count up to three. One, two, three. That's it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I found another really interesting principle of triangulation, and this is in the field of psychology. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. So, triangulation related with psychology is when two people with a difficulty triangulate by bringing in a third person to deflect attention. So, what I see is spiritually, Jesus is our third person that we can bring in to triangulate with to bring peace and unity into our lives, and into our relationships. Mm. So, for example, let's say you have a couple in a disagreement or two people having a disagreement, however you want to apply it. If you take the time to pray together and invite the Lord in to triangulate this division in prayer, you see, then you're inviting the Lord to enter in And to bring you the revelation, or a new perspective, a new peaceful solution, or a new understanding. All those things and more, the Lord can do. But he needs to be invited in. We need to invite that third person in. Okay, And the best person to invite in is going to be the Lord. So, I want to challenge you this week to practice bringing Jesus in to any difficult situation and allow him to triangulate with you and somebody else or an issue of financial problem or whatever it might be to bring you a beautiful kingdom solution. Amen, Amen. So this was triangulating in prayer okay so we've had um, we've talked about the Holy Trinity and allowing the Holy Trinity to triangulate in our lives with grace, with love, with fellowship. We've talked about um, triangulating in prayer, with two being in agreement with God. Now, uh, triangulating with psychology, um, with any problem. Let's see, what was the other one? We had one more, I think. Oh yeah, that was it. We had those two. Okay, so next, um, last week I prayed a prayer over all of you, and I just want to keep enforcing this, um, just pray this over you again. And it's a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 1, verses 18 through 19 and it is what i want to pray over you today that your eye that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Isn't that beautiful? So today, I just pray for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened, that this message would draw you closer to the Trinity of God, that you would see how to invite Jesus into our prayer life, into our difficulties. And it might just be sitting with a person that you're in a heated argument and somebody just has to say, stop. Let's just stop. We're not getting anywhere and just sit and say, listen, Lord God, we invite you into this. We are having a difficult time and maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's um, in the relationship and just say, Lord, we invite you in right now. We need your help. We are we can't do this without you. And say, right now, we just ask you in. And then just begin to pray in the spirit or just to go quiet and just to take a breath and just let the Lord bring you his peace. And then what will happen when you invite him in? He can give you that that sudden flash of inspiration, a sudden download of peace, a sudden new perspective. Um, It might be when you're like, let's say with a couple, let's say they're just not seeing eye to eye. You can invite Jesus in and all of a sudden the Lord can begin to show you something you just couldn't see before that. It might have been out of the stubbornness of an argument, but he can begin to enlighten our eyes, open up our spiritual vision, and definitely soften our hearts to see what we couldn't see before. Maybe he's going to show you, maybe he's going to show the other person, but if you seek his peace and unity... He'll be there with you to download that, to bring that, to facilitate it. So I love this scripture that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling. Lord God, we ask you to begin to download us to know the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in us, your saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Lord God, you are a mighty and powerful working God. We thank you, Lord God, for being here today with us. We thank you, Lord God. For the we we desire to have richer spiritual lives with you, mm. with your holy trinity. And I ask you to begin to show us those ones that we can partner with in prayer, the ones that we can get into agreement, that we can be in a solid agreement of what's in your word and call it forth and pray and it to, to see it manifest in our lives. Let me pray for each one of you right now. Lord, I pray for each one that you would indeed Open up our spiritual um, eyes and our vision and enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Lord God, that we may experience the threefold blessing of your Holy Trinity, the grace manifested by Christ in our lives and in our families, the love expressed by the Father and the Son, the fellowship created by the Holy Spirit. We pray, Holy Trinity, to manifest in our lives, to open our eyes that I feel the Lord is just putting on me to have a little bit more emphasis. And it was how the the Trinity works as the family of God and how it's a model for our family. Um, I, just, I just love this how in a godly family we would be showing each other okay is um, he showing each other selfless love, esteeming one another Deferring to one another. I need you to count me down because I I don't know where we're at. Okay, okay, praise God. Sorry, our little t- timer went off when our uh, my clock got changed there when the phone call came in. <laughs> okay. So the Trinity is the original model of our Christian family. That we need to remember that as the Holy Trinity defers love to each other. And I know this can be really challenging. Trying to show respect when maybe we don't feel respected. Showing love maybe when we don't feel loved. But the Lord is challenging us to go higher. To esteem one another even higher than ourselves. To lift up one another graciously and even to defer to one another how often we're trying to say something and then somebody might interrupt and then we're like well no i want to say what i want to say <laughs> sometimes we just you know sometimes the family just want to we want to make sure we're getting our turn and but yet the holy family the holy spirit the father and the son they defer to one another and I think that's where we can develop more patience, is being more patient with one another, extending more love to one another, um, deferring to one another. So these are some of the dynamics that I think that we can, we can glean. I love how Jesus didn't claim anything for himself, and he gives all the glory to the Father who sent him. All the while, the Holy Spirit is working in the background and not causing, not calling attention to himself, each person of the Trinity working together in love, being at one another's disposal. So let's take a moment to think, how can you do that in your own life? Is there somebody that you can begin to defer more to, to show more respect, um, Patience and love. Sometimes we can get antsy with one another and not be patient. Um, The Lord wants us to take time with one another. You know, patience isn't just waiting, but patience is waiting with a good attitude, with grace. So if you're waiting but you're trying to let somebody know that you're really putting them out then that's not patience <laughs> that's that's angry waiting <laughs> or snarky or sarcastic waiting but true waiting true patience is waiting with a good and a peaceful attitude and i know sometimes that is just so hard we have such busy lives And we get busy trying to get everything done. And sometimes you feel like, well, nobody else knows all the things I have to do. If they knew, they would be hurrying up more. They'd be checking me out at this grocery store faster, you know. But whenever I find these opportunities, especially like waiting in a line, the DMV, the grocery store, whatever it is, I've had numerous times where cash registers or computers have gone totally out. It's happened at the DMV. It's happened at... Or I'm sorry, not the DMV here. It's... What is it? The B... The BMV. the BMV. I'm sorry. California has the Department of Motor Vehicles. Indiana is the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Right? Something to that. Okay. So <clears throat> when a cash register or computer goes down and there's a long waiting or somebody is having a problem up in front... I just start praying sometimes somebody can be be being really rude to uh, the cashier who's in front and maybe you just need to start praying for her or for that person that's having a bad day Um, when it the computers have gone down like at the motor vehicles bureau um, or the department um, sure enough there would be some that person needed healing or something so I would just start to talk to them I would be praying And then let the Holy Spirit lead me into whatever He wants to do there. So those are opportunities where the Lord maybe wants to move, but if we're being so impatient, we can't recognize it. So let's try to show love and kindness this week and just let that grace of God and the Trinity and the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit flow through us as loving, kind children of God and believers. Amen? Amen. So um, at our church each week at Glory Point, we love to do our apostolic prayer covering and blessing. So let me just re- release this over to you right now. Um, you may bow your head or open up your hands just to receive. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every ungodly spirit assigned over every hour of every day this week. I cover every hour of every day of their week in the blood of Jesus over each one of them, their families, and their entire household. Lord, we release the ironic blessing of Numbers six twenty-four through 26. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his sweet peace, his sweet shalom. I release the plans and purposes of God in every day, in every hour of every day this week, and may divine doors of your destiny be opened wide before you with fruitfulness waiting at the threshold. I release angels on assignment to excel in strength, and on assignment to tend and watch over each one of you, to surround you and protect you. May additional angels of the Lord be released over every company you work for and school that you attend. I pray for the wisdom and knowledge of God's plans and purposes in the midst of every challenge or trial that you face. And finally, I seal up God's plans and purposes and divine destiny over each one of you, over your families, in the blood of Jesus and the power of your sweet Holy Spirit. We just want to thank you for being with us We love uh, being with you each week. Uh, To the Glory Point family, we love each one of you. Uh, Thank you for being with us on the podcast or on Crystal Rain TV Network, on YouTube, and on Facebook. So you can find us in any one of those four platforms. We love being with you, so look for us. And we just pray God's blessings over you every day of this week. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.